Philly. Okay. And welcome to the Sports and Jesus Podcast. Wait, wait, whose voice is that? Was that? Hello? That's Joy's voice. Am I on? That's Joy. Is, is, is David and Joy. Hey, guys. Yeah. Oh, that was so loud. Oh, man. Sorry. It scared me a little bit. I peed a little. Yeah. But, uh. I've done this in a while. I think I broke my sound effect thing because the whip button is just constantly. <laughs> it's it's not working. The whip button isn't working. The toilet flush is still working. The whistles working. So everything else is working except the whip. Yep. Hold no on. whip. Hold Sorry. On. I got it. Sorry, guys. This is going to be a uh, whipless podcast. I'm out. Uh, I was looking for a <laughs> boo. Mm. There it is. Yep, there it is. Sorry. Sorry. I haven't had this access in a while. But yeah, so we're back. You're uh your two co hosts, regular regulars, founders, co owners of Sports and Jesus. Um we're also on Facebook Live and so this'll go follow us on Facebook. You can see we're gonna post it after we record it. But, um, so, hey, Facebook. Yep. If you haven't seen us, I don't know what you're expecting us to look like, but you can find out. Yeah. This is what we look like. Also, that's supposed to read, um, Ukraine and Ukrainian behind us, but I think it's backwards. So, you're, <laughs> it's so hard to, what is Ukraine backwards? It's hard, to, it's hard to do another language that you don't know. Backwards, <laughs> but I don't know. You might be right. I don't. It I sounded don't, right. Yeah. So not only are we back, but um, wow. There's really oh here it is. Sports are back too. They are finally. Oh man, it's been I, a long I, summer. I feel like I kind of I know some of our regular listeners. And I know that you've had the same hurt in your heart that we've had there for a few months when there were no live sports except for early morning Korean baseball. That was that was all we had. Did for you again. watch Korean baseball? Oh, of course I did. Yes. I, didn't. I, w- I wanted to. Yeah. Well, at the time, my job caused me to be up early in the morning. So I watched... Korean baseball. I mean, How was else? it? How was that? It was sports. Because what's, what's his name was trying to call it right in English. What was happening? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Boog. Boog Shambi. Boog Shambi. Yep. Yeah. He was calling it from a closet somewhere. So, uh, yeah. But it was sports. But now we've got real sports back. I uh, started with the MLS. I guess a couple, a month ago or so. Um, that was exciting. Also. As you, most of you know, I'm, I'm a big European soccer fan. That that started back a while ago, too. No fans in the stands. Um, we'll talk a little more about that. 
But um, and then the real sports happen with this NBA bubble, which has worked so well. Ah, uh, it's it has been very very successful, which gives me hope for all sports moving forward this year. The real test will be this next when they start allowing family and friends in. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I get it. Like they've been away from their family and friends for, you know, a, a good month or so now. But I don't. I mean, it's, again, it's working so well. Like, yeah. why I mess up a good thing? But whatever. Like, it's, that's that's me who I get to see. You know, my my family. So <laughs> it'd be <laughs> it'd be different if you know I couldn't see my my daughter for two months or whatever. But um. We're actually watching it right now. Utah's playing playing Denver. And I think if Utah wins this game, they win the series, right? Yep. Yep. But uh, so we'll try not to get distracted. I, man, I find myself kind of liking Utah. I think it's because Spider. being – Yeah, I like him. I think it's too being a, a, a Memphis Grizzlies fan, hashtag Grind City. Um, Mike Conley, yeah. you know, got a – he was just, I mean, probably one of the best, def- definitely one of the best Memphis Grizzlies of all time. I think it's it's him and, and Mark Gasol and maybe Zach Randolph are the ones fighting for the best Memphis yeah, Grizzlies of only all time. Three on I think Jaw's coming for that, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jaw's going <laughs> to run away with it. <laughs> Jaw might already be, on, be number four. Um, but, yeah, he's – man, that was – that was an exciting season for a Grizzlies fan. You know, we weren't really given a lot of no, – nobody really thought that we could – we had a chance of coming anywhere close to the playoffs. And, you know, we made it all the way to the play-in game. And I I believe had Jaron Jackson not gotten hurt after a couple games in the bubble that um, he would have – he would – they would have made it. Into the playoffs. That would have been exciting. Yeah. I got really distracted there for a second by our bobbleheads looking at in the video. Um, do we have comments turned on here? You can write one. Oh, I can write one. Okay. I think we have comments turned on. If you're watching us and you got any questions or got any statements, you know, we might read them or answer your questions. We uh, might not. We might not. We've got notes. <laughs> it's your job to get them out of us. Yeah, see? Yeah. A lot of notes there. You really can't see because no, of the lighting that, that at right. all. But <laughs> so, so yeah, so who would you say right now, as of right now, we're still in the first round. A few teams have made it to the second round. Um, who Who's your favorite coming out of uh, – to play in the finals and then to win the finals? Like, who's your favorite coming out of the East? Who's your favorite coming out of the West? Like, I think I think I still have to go with the Bucks coming out of the East. West? Who, first of all, before we move to the West, who do you think, because I, I agree with you, who do you think is their greatest competition? Miami. You think You think Miami is better than Boston? Boston. <laughs> Boston looked good, man. I did. Nope. Sticking with it. Who does um Toronto looked good too. Those those are pretty much the four teams yeah. left. 
Toronto looked really good too. Yeah, I don't know if they can sustain it because that I don't I don't know if they can keep shooting the way that they've been shooting. I just don't trust Toronto without Kawhi. <laughs> no. Oh. Okay, got a couple comments. Hey, okay, hey, hey, uh, hey. hey. <laughs> but I also, I mean, I say I can't trust their shooting, but also wonder about Miami shooting at the rate they've shot at. Here's the deal, though, man. In the bubble, like everybody can shoot. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like it, I'm. You know, I was listening to the radio earlier today, and they were they were arguing back and forth on who. Do they think it's the defense isn't playing well because it's games are so high scoring or just like just the fact that they're in a gym with no distractions and nothing but basketball even off the court like everybody's just shooting lights out which yeah. which I agree with like it's it's incredible man watching Damian Lillard like some of the stuff he was doing could you imagine like the Warriors oh my gosh had they made <laughs> had they made it to the bubble I just like Miami actually showed that they're defensively they've been playing pretty well too. I think that's why I would choose them over Boston. Defense. I just well, first of all, it scares me. Didn't uh Jimmy Butler not finish the game yesterday? That I like I watched the That early. would kind of scare me picking Miami. Um, Jeff Jimmy's not there. Though. I think, man, the Celtics are just so – they're such a good team. And they've got everybody except for Kimba. You know, this is his first year with them. But everybody else has, like, played together for so long. Like Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, that other guy that's really good. <laughs> What's his name? The one that was really involved in the Black Lives Matter. He used to have a really long beard. And he had a – he still has a beard. But he had the, the flat top, and then now he doesn't. I'm not sure they get it. You know what I'm talking about? I can see the face. And the beard. He's good. And the hair. He wears bright shoes. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Um, Yeah, if you're listening to us on Facebook, you can maybe help us out there. Yeah, what's his name? Yeah, oh, what's his name? <laughs> He's good. Um, Yeah, so who's your favorite out of the the... West. That's who we hadn't talked about yet. The West. The Clippers, if Paul George can get his shoulder healthy. <laughs> if they can win their first round series. Yeah. And then, I don't know, like Dallas has came along so well. Oh, can we just talk about the... So I'm the just going to take a quick victory lap that the, I chose okay, Luka. First of all, the two teams you just picked are playing each other in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I'm saying, but if... It's got to be one of the Los Angeles teams, right? I mean, yeah, they're the top two seeds, right? Yeah, but Dallas would. I did pick Luca. I just, I, I'm so proud of that. You did, you did good because there. you did good just, there. Just, there I, I don't remember of, exactly what you picked Luca on, but I remember you picking Luca pick, on the podcast. Like the top rookies coming out of that draft. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Who did I pick? I don't remember. I don't either. Because <laughs> that wasn't last year's draft. It was the year before, right? Like, he's played two seasons, right? I don't know. I was thinking it was 
this past one. This NBA season has just seemed like it's oh, lasted man. two and years. And I can't look it up on my phone because my <laughs> phone is, even though I've got an iPad right in front of me. Continue. I'll look it up. Um, what was the... Uh, I, I think I have to go with the Lakers. I just don't want to sound like a... Like a quote-unquote homer just because LeBron plays for the Lakers. But he is my favorite Why player. would you be a homer? You're not from Akron. You don't know that. I do know that, actually. <laughs> well, just because they're mine. I just kind of, my favorite team is wherever LeBron goes to. He was picked in 2018. So I'd put him playing in the 1920 season, right? 1819 season? The 1920 season? That was a long time ago. Yeah, but the. That would be the end. That would have ended in June. The 1920 season would so have ended he, in June. If he would have got picked at 18, then he would have played in 1819. Would he? Yeah. I just don't feel like this, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Corona math. It's thrown everything off. Like, I feel like this season has been two seasons. Yeah. I've. <laughs> I, I'm still not sure. I think he's played two seasons. Man, I really feel like we should have liked. Who else was in that draft? See, it would have been was Colin Sexton in that draft? Was John Morant in that draft? No, John Morant was a rookie this year. So this this would be Luca's second year, right? Yeah, John Morant was it was Jaws, Zion, R.J. Barrett, those guys. Has Zion played two seasons? No. Okay, so Jaw was with Zion, and then yes. who else was with Luca? Uh, Trey Young. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> like that feels like so long ago. It does. But we're feeling like you haven't played that long, yeah. so it doesn't. <laughs> we're not making any sense. <laughs> All right, just cut that out. Yeah, yeah. Good thing we're not live on <laughs> Facebook or anything. Good thing my iPad's not taking a long time to load. All right, so I picked the Lakers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All go. that to say <laughs> you picked the Lakers. Um, yeah, I would agree with those. I mean, you picked the two number one seeds. <laughs> so, But I, I don't know. I feel like the Clippers should be better than they are. Like, they, I mean, they just seem to be, like, they should be really deep, right? Yeah. I mean, they've got. I just I wish Kevin Durant had been like, cause, you know, he said he wouldn't play in the ball. I wish he had come out because that Brooklyn could have pushed a little harder on Toronto. Yeah. If I mean, depending on his Achilles, I guess. Yeah, you don't know how good how good he would have been. It's just not loading anything. DeAndre Ayton was the number one pick. And was it Marvin Bagley was the number two and Luca was number three? That sounds right now. Yeah, you definitely Man. going back on that, you'd pick Luca number one. Mm-hmm. For sure. He's been really exciting. I just pull back the curtain a little bit. I just there's been a few episodes to where I've just been like, Yeah, I'm just gonna wing everything. But that's the one time that I did my research, I read my articles, and I watched videos. Highlight videos because everybody's great on their highlight videos. 
No, like a, people talking about how he oh, did okay. the gotcha. European leagues. Okay. Um, there's been a lot that have been good in the European leagues that haven't. Yeah. That's a... That was a... Kind of taking a chance there when it comes to those European players. Yeah. But Dallas has done well with their... Yeah, I mean, they've, they've probably... I mean, you can make the argument they've had the best two European players. Yeah. Luke is so much more exciting than Dirk, though. I don't know, man. Dirk in his prime. Like, Dirk, the playoffs that they ended up beating the Heat. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're Those a LeBron dogs. guy. I don't like Luca. You don't like him? No. Why's that? He's a jerk. Now he um okay this is this is he's okay like the the game winner the buzzer beater that was pretty cool but um so I was watching the I think it was game one right so they were down by I don't remember the exact score but they were down by like two points with maybe thirty or forty seconds left and they get the ball and Seth Curry Steph's younger brother you know he plays for the Mavericks. He has the ball, and he has an open three, and they're kind of on a, on a breakaway. Luca's kind of cutting to the basket, and so Luca would have a pretty open layup. But Seth, who is their best three-point shooter, he shoots a three-pointer, which, I mean, I think in today's game, you, you understand that. You're comfortable with that. That puts them ahead instead of tying. Yeah. And, you know, great three-point shooter. Like I said, your best one. But he misses, and Luca gets ticked. And he is the whole way back down the court. He's yelling at Seth Curry. And the Clippers come down, and Luca's yelling at Seth Curry. And Luca's guy stands there wide open to the three point line. They pass it to him. Luca's too late because he's yelling at Seth Curry to play defense. And the guy hits an open three, and they're down by five. Mm. And then Dallas calls a timeout, and Luca's still yelling at Seth Curry. And it's like, dude, you just, you were down, you were down. It was a one possession game and you just completely didn't even cover your guy and let him shoot a three because you're mad because you didn't get the pass you wanted. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't, nobody ever talked. I haven't heard anybody else talk about that or say anything, but I don't think I, I saw that. Oh, it happened. I'm not making it up. It's real. It's a carry. They probably deserve to be yelled at. I've got a question for you. So we're watching, we are watching the, um, like I said, watching the playoff game right now. Yep. You know, it, they, when they do, when they talk to the coaches, like during a timeout or during between quarters or at the end of the game, or when they interview players after the game, you know, the person interview kind of stands a few feet behind, socially distanced, and they ask the questions, and they've got that microphone on a stick. Yeah. That they okay. So, like, I get that. Like, that's a good concept. But everybody's in the bubble. Like, everybody's getting tested almost daily. So, like, what's the point if you're in the bubble and you're very confident because everybody's getting tested so much that nobody has it? Why are you socially distancing? It's like. They also, I, I mean, I th- obviously it's just for show, I think. Like, they socially distance the bench, right? Everybody's yeah. seats 
are six feet apart. But yet they still, when a player comes off, they give everybody high fives before they sit down in their seat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I don't understand. I mean, whatever. That's, those are very good questions. <laughs> like, I just, those little things bother me, all right? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so enough with the with the NBA. Um, we'll stay on the NBA. Who do you think has been the best player in the bubble? Let's let's talk about just before the playoffs started. Who is the best player? I mean, I think you've got in the running. You really have five guys. You have Damian Lillard, uh, T.J. Warren, Devin Booker, Luca Doncic, Doncic, Luca, Luca, Luke's, Luke's, Lucas. <laughs> oh, Luca, Baluca, Baluca. Well. <laughs> Luca well. <laughs> <laughs> nickname. Who stole that nickname? I did. I, I definitely did. <laughs> Splash. I say Devin Booker. Right. Why would you say Devin Booker? I'm about to get an ad. Okay. It was just very He was outstanding, but he was it was consistently like he was the best player on the court in every game that he played. And the Suns didn't lose a game, did they? No, they wouldn't. Everyone undefeated in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, TJ Warren probably had some of the best games. Like, he had that three or four game. The first three or four games, it was him. Yeah. Um, he cooled off a little bit. Damian Lillard was just, especially down the stretch, like when they needed him to be. I mean, he's, he's the reason the Trailblazers are in. In the playoffs, for the most part, I mean, he they had to win. They had to beat the the Nets that game, and like the Nets were guarding him. This is the last game of the season, or whatever. The Nets were guarding him, double teaming him from the time he crossed the half court line, and he still scored like thirty eight points. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I'd still say Devin Booker just because of the consistently every game that he played in, he was the best player on the court. I was about to say can't argue with that, but I've been arguing with that. So, and you can't tell me what to do. So, I didn't. You said argue. I, I can't. Said. I can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I was talking to myself when I said you can't tell me what to do. I was like, David, you can't tell me what to do. From David, this is America. Yeah, nobody tells me what to do. Yeah, not even myself. I have the freedom to. Be who I want to be, despite who I want to be. American dream. <laughs> you were singing the national anthem, right? <laughs> oh, I was. For you, whatever you, reason. Okay, listener out there, do you ever get like just the national anthem stuck in your head? Obviously, you know we've we've got a few listeners, a few uh, very loyal listeners that that we have reached out to us that aren't American. And um, so obviously you probably don't get the American national anthem stuck in your head. So you can just apply this to your own anthem. Um, but do you ever get, you know, the national anthem stuck in your head? Sometimes I'm just in the car by myself and just start singing it. Hand over the heart. Do you really? Sometimes I take a knee and sing it. <laughs> in peaceful protest. See my face. It was a good face. <laughs> I could see your face because we're on Facebook Live, and I can see you in the camera. Anyway, um, so do you think we're going to play college football? 
I think the SEC and ACC are going to play college football. Do you really think they are? I think so. So here's, you were talking about, you don't understand the socially distinct thing either. What? <clears throat> These what words did you say? <laughs> they just slurred together. Social distancing. <laughs> what is the, why aren't they allowing, like, I've heard, you know, Miami-Dade County said they were going to allow 13,000 fans for Dolphin games. And people were, like, upset about unnecessary risk. If you're spacing them out, like, what's the risk? I mean, is it you're just not trusting people to stay distance and absolutely is that is that That's what it a, is? Yeah, like a liability kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, especially drunk people, like where we're at. I, from from my understanding, a lot, most of the high schools around here are just like we're gonna play football. Yeah, like. And I think most of them encourage so, – so I was listening to a local high school game last week. It started last week. And everyone's encouraged to wear a mask and encourage a social social distance. Yeah, be careful themselves. with that word. Socially distant them, distance themselves. Yeah. And from what I heard from the announcers, they're like, yeah, I don't see anybody wearing a mask. <laughs> now, if you give everybody's them just a, together. If you give them an option. Yeah. Yeah, and eighty percent of people. And I even saw there. the the some of the pictures from that game, and like the coaches who are supposed to be like they had their mask on underneath their chin, like <laughs> yeah, completely pointless. But I've I've got you know my wife and I had the virus, so I'm I'm got a superpower until October. I can't get it again until October. I can do whatever I want to. Are you sure about that? That's what the CDC said. CDC said, said a lot of things that they've gone back on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with my job, I do travel a lot, and I wear a mask anytime I go inside anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, way I, I have to wear a mask at the at the office. Really, the only time I don't wear a mask is uh is right now, right now, <laughs> right now. See, we're actually. It looks like though we're close together. We're actually like 15 feet apart. Yeah. We're actually well, Zoom. On yeah. Zoom. Yeah. This is a Zoom. We just did such a good job at decorating the room I'm in and the room he's in perfectly to where you couldn't tell. This is all an illusion. Yeah. It's See, like I can't even touch him as far as I can go. This is going to be really weird to people listening on the podcast. But <laughs> just, just more of a reason for you to go, um, go follow us on Facebook. Get on so, Facebook. Yeah, get on Facebook. <laughs> so you do think they're going to play college football? You think the SEC? Okay, I think I. All right. Do you think fans will be? Do you think fans games. will be in the stadium? Three games, and then they're going to get a bunch of positive cases. Shut it down. <laughs> do you? Do you think fans will be able to be in the stadium? Well, I would have said no before that county said they're going to allow fans of the Dolphin game. I, I mean, I, there's no way I would I wouldn't have thought that they would allow fans. But you know, also Chick Fil A. 
I want to go inside and pick up my food sometimes instead of sitting outside or going through the drive-thru. I just want to walk in, pick. I don't want to eat in your restaurant. I just want to get they're back. so good at it, though, man. Like, you pull up to Chick-fil-A, and there's like 60 cars in line. You're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be here forever. And, five, and then next thing you know, they're handing you your food. Yeah, You're like, true. I didn't even order. How did I, I, I This pull is exactly up. what I wanted. I pull up. How did you know? Annoyed. Like, oh, I don't want to wait. And then they make me happy. Yeah, like before I'm even done with the thought, I'm already got my food and I'm gone. It's just that I do get a little frustrated because the truck that I drive for work is, you know, bigger. And so I can't go through a drive through a lot of places. Sometimes I, I want... I've been there. Yeah, it's not fun. No. Not doing all this stuff. That's when you go to McDonald's. Yeah, and before all these apps, I would just park somewhere and then walk yeah. and go inside. No, yeah. I can do that now. <laughs> Come on, Chick Fil A. Get your game together. No, I want Chick Fil A. Get your game together, Chick Fil A. You're good at some things. Be good at all things. Yep. So, I think they'll play three college football games, but I do like the only conference schedule. Yeah, I like that a lot. Make things interesting. But uh, we're we're running out of time on the sports section. So one thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, again, I'm I'm like soccer. Uh, typically North America as a whole, especially, especially the United States and Canada have not really been a hotbed for soccer, world-class soccer talent. Like, you know, we've had our Landon Donovans and our We had Landon Donovan. Um, we had some really good women players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Me. We're talking about men. Yeah, we've had the best women players. We are the hotbed for talent when it comes to women's Just soccer. Even women. Like, women can't play soccer. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had Tim Howard. He had a good career in the in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's never, ever, never, ever, ever, ever really been like, one of the best, even young players, or one of the best players in the world is North American outside. Of, you know, Mexico's had some talent, um, but especially America and Canada. However, that's changed. Um, two guys, especially, and and this is my, you know, my my question is who is the best North American player right now? And um, two guys. Um, <coughs> Sorry, I don't have a cough button. But um, I have to take that out of there. Yeah, later. I almost coughed right in the mic. Any, it's now forever on Facebook. Okay. Right in the middle of a pandemic. Yep. Well, I didn't cough on you. I coughed. <laughs> well, we're not in the same room, so. Um. <laughs> yeah. So two players. First one is an American named Christian Pulisic. Or Pulisic. Sounds like I just said the same thing, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 they were two different things. Like Pulisic or Pulisic. That still yes. sounds like the same thing. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, Christian Pulisic. Just yes. Yep. Yeah. So he plays, he's an um attacking player for Chelsea in the Premier League, which is a major team in a major league. And he had this is his first year playing for Chelsea. And he 
played very, very well when he was healthy. You can make the argument, actually, he was probably one of the top attacking players in the whole league after coming after the restart, after coming back from the, the COVID break. I mean, just played great. And there's another player, Alfonso Davies, who is a a Canadian player that is a he's a he's a fullback for Bayern Munich who just won Sunday, won the Champions League. And he was one of their best players. I mean, he had probably some of you have seen the play when they, they beat Barcelona in was it the quarterfinals eight to two. Just destroyed Barcelona. And there's a play where this guy's like just makes this Barcelona player look silly and dribbles past between his legs, then past him, then passes the ball off and it's it's scored. Um that's that's Alfonso Davies. He's phenomenal. Nineteen years old. Polisic's like twenty two. I mean, both young guys, two of the best young players in the world. And so I'm just wondering, you know, what's the best North American player? Um, Joy isn't really familiar with Davies as much, so he can't really answer it. But No, I know Christian, he plays for the club that I root for. Yeah. So and, and my argument would be he's Davies. And he's American. Yeah. I mean, I, I like America more than I like Canada. Sorry, Canada listeners. You don't get the Canadian national anthem stuck in your head. I, so, I, I have before, <laughs> actually. So you don't know me, all right? Don't tell me what to do. This is America. We're not in Canada. Um, but, yeah, so I, I would probably say, you know, Davies just – I mean, just – I think winning the Champions League and being one of the reasons that they won the Champions League. They won the Champions League. They won their league. They won their cup. They won. I mean, they they won everything. And he was just great. I mean, probably one of their better players outside of Lewandowski. Um, I mean, he just great. And he, he's kind of that. He's kind of the epitome of kind of that modern fullback that plays fullback, plays a defensive position, but also is a part of the attacking element um, yeah. also. but I mean, from, yeah, he's fast. From your description, it's kind of hard to argue that he's not the better well, of the two. Right I now. mean, Pulisic, again, he had a great – I mean, he was he was Chelsea's best player by far after the, the restart. So, I mean, he had a great season too. Um, Yeah. So that'd be interesting. It's it's exciting to have those two guys. Um, I think it could make future Canada versus America matches interesting. Although with Canada, really, that's all they have is Davies. They don't really have <laughs> anybody else that plays outside of the MLS. Um, whereas it's, it's America, you know, in the next few years, probably most of our team is going to play outside of the MLS most most of them will play in Europe are playing in Europe most of our younger guys are playing in Europe so I hate that we're running out of time I had a really interesting question we'll have to save it for next time save it for that's next time that's a tease so you'll have to come back and join us next time we're going to um, yeah we're going to move to the Jesus section enjoy our friends music yep the uh, Braves are first place in the MLS I've been through trials and tribulations. Been a while since I was saved, and I might smile on rare occasions. This episode is brought to you by Red Letter Clothing. 
You can go check them out at redletterclo.com. I'm looking at their website right now. Man, they've got some really cool hats and shirts and all kinds of stuff. they got these really cool Christ Alone shirts and hats. and uh, Just a, a really cool company. Um, great ministry-minded, glory of God-centered, Christ-centered, gospel-centered. Go check them out. They're also a really cool uh, follow on social media. I know just the other night they did a, an interview with a baseball player and just do all kinds of really cool stuff like that, just uh, furthering the gospel and furthering the message of Jesus. The music in this episode comes from two different people. The first song and the last song is from No Big Deal. You can check him out, N-O-B-I-G-D-Y-L. That's all one word, all lowercase. You can find him on Spotify, on iTunes, pretty much anywhere. And uh, this song playing right now is from our friend of the show, S-O-S period O period. You can also find him everywhere. But, um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Go check us out. If you want to holler at us, you can contact us on social media or sports and Jesus at gmail.com. Any of those ways. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear any questions. Love to hear any compliments, any criticisms. Also, please rate and review on iTunes. Give us a five star, please. It really helps us out with what we're trying to do. Go like us on social media. I'm living for Christ and death is the game, but I know that now. I wrote that down. I ain't alone in this road right now. Ghost on the throne, I know that he knows everything that I go through. It's close to the <laughs> Sorry, we were doing this thing on Facebook where we were acting like it was frozen and we were just not moving. I don't know why I was holding my breath, though. Like, I wasn't breathing. Because <laughs> you didn't want people to see your breath movements. Yeah, sure. Just go with that. <laughs> your breathing move, not your... Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. That's what just happened. I'm just trying to paint a mental picture for you. If you want the um, the visual to go along with the audio, go to Facebook. It's there. Hopefully. Unless we... Press the wrong button between now and it posting. So let's, let's be honest. It's a 50 50 shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, cause we don't really know what we're doing. Nope. Not a clue. Anyway, keep forgetting um, if Facebook is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joy took his shirt off earlier. I forgot Facebook was <laughs> on. That didn't really happen. Well, maybe it did. Yeah. Go watch the video and find out. Tease. So, we teased on the pregame show, um, which you can check the pregame show out on Instagram. Um, we teased that we're going to be discussing today the order of salvation. And our purpose today is to answer the question, um, which comes first? Which Who is the initiator of salvation. So so really when we're talking about the order of salvation, we're specifically talking about kind of the initial point of it. So does salvation start is the first act of salvation, us using our free will to choose God, or is the first act of salvation God changing our heart? So you know, we need to have some qualifiers in there um, as we get started. We're, we are arguing for the point, and we're 
trying to make the point. We strongly believe that the answer to that question is that God initiates salvation. All right. That's kind of the point of this podcast today. Um, we want to talk about why we believe that biblically. Um, then we also, I want to talk about some, um, cause it sounds kind of like, okay, you're splitting hairs there, right? Like, does it really matter? Like God, us, like, does it really matter? So we want to talk about some of the ramifications of that. And then we want to talk about if you agree with us, um, if that's true, if God initiates salvation, how does that affect our um, evangelism and how does that affect the way that we preach or the way that um, the kind of preaching that, that we should hear? So that's kind of on the uh, on the docket. What's a docket? For some reason, when I think docket, I think of something to do with a ship, but I think that's just because the word dock is in there. Yeah, that's the only reason. I think docket is just like a list of agenda. It sounds like a like a a list of like agenda. A court, like a court statement. That's a document. Like you can consider this a document. A docket is a bunch of documents. Sure, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what's on the docket, the agenda. Are those synonymous? Like I feel like that's just like a... How do you spell docket? Special term for docket. (laughs) Docket is a special term for dockets. Okay, enough. Calendar or list of cases for trial or people having cases pending. So a docket is... So nothing to do with the ship? No. What if there's a trial... On the ship, could there then be you a have docket? to wait until you dock to sort out the docket? I knew it. I knew that's what it meant. I knew it had to do with the <laughs> ship. Yep. So that, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> so that's what's on the docket. Um, so back to the question: the, the order of salvation. Um, Obviously, I want to make this clear. We do believe that at some point there is a us choosing God. Like that happens. Um, And that is, we just believe, and we'll get more into this, we believe that is a, a fruit of our salvation that is a that is caused by our salvation. It doesn't cause our salvation. It's a direct result of God's effectual call that we'll get into. Yes, yes. So, but you do choose God. Um, we do not believe that God will choose someone or change someone's heart, and then they then after that reject Him, and then they're but they're still saved. That's not what we believe. Now, I don't. I don't know anybody ever that has ever believed that. Like, <laughs> but that tends to be kind of the what people that don't agree with this say. Um, Would you say that some people, you think if they really got down into what they believe, they do believe that, but they don't realize they believe that? No. You wouldn't? No. I don't think anybody believes that God is going to save somebody and then that person is going to live their life 
horribly wanting nothing to do with God, but because he saved them or chose them or however you want to say it, that they go to heaven. I don't think anybody believes that. I might be wrong. I mean, probably somebody that believes everything, right? But, um, nobody, yeah. Anyways, so, as order of salvation, this is kind of what, what we believe, this is how we believe it happens, right? So, we believe that the gospel is preached, the sinner hears the gospel preached, God supernaturally, through the preaching of the gospel, um, breathes life into that person, breathes spiritual life into that person who was dead, who was dead in their, what was it, um, Ephesians 2 that we'll get into, dead in their trespasses, right? God breathes life into that person. Um, that person then is awakened through God breathing life, through the preaching of the gospel, or through the sharing of the gospel, or through the gospel. And then that person can now see things for what they really are. And they see Jesus in his glory and see him and see you know, his worth in a way that they've never seen before because God has opened their eyes, and then they choose to follow him. That's what we believe. Um, sorry, I just turned Siri on with my elbow. So if you were wondering, can does elbows work on touch screens? That answer is, well, I might have pressed the button. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, technical difficulties there. Anyway, so, so we believe that in opposition to, um, I guess what I would say, what a lot of people believe, where the gospel's preached, and you have complete like free will and autonomy to kind of weigh out your options. There, um, is it? better for me to follow God or not follow God. And some people say, well, follow God. Some people say not follow God. And then, but if you choose to follow God, then that's, that's kind of the, like, I guess the, the verse that's used out of context is like, like God's waiting at the door and then you choose him. So you open the door. And then after you open the door, then he comes in and changes your heart and you're saved. Right. So those are the two opposing views. Um, so let, let's kind of let's let's dig into the scripture a little bit to kind of, I guess, why we don't just believe the way we believe because that's what we were taught. Because you know that I know a lot of people that wasn't taught this that now believe this. We believe this because we think this is what the scriptures clearly clearly teach. I'd also, real quick, I'd also say another view that is that we don't believe is biblical is where God looks into the future, sees that, oh, these are the people that chose me hmm. and calls them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, we reject that too. Um, and, and we'll get into that when we get into Romans 8. We'll, yeah. we'll talk through foreknowledge and, uh, and what we think that means. Um, so... Turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. 
Um, I would wait for you, but this is a podcast. So you can just pause it until you get there. So yeah. um, Ephesians chapter 2, I'm going to read verses uh, 1 through 5. I'm reading from the, I think the Holman Bible, Holman Christian Standard Bible. That's just because that was the awesome. closest. Let us know if you're the first one to get there, and we'll send you a Sports and Jesus sticker. We will. Let us know. Sportsandjesus at gmail.com. And don't worry, we might not know if you're lying. God knows. That's right. Also, just the first one to send us an email. Send us your address, too, so we can send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in your trespasses. I said trespasses really weird, there. And sins in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler who exercises authority over the lower heavens, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under wrath, as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with the Messiah, even though we were dead in trespasses, you were saved by grace. So, that, I mean, we could just stop right there. I think that makes it very clear who does the saving. So, what that seems to be clearly saying, again, that's Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 5, is we are dead. We are not neutral. We are not at a place where we can weigh out our options, right? We are dead. We are spiritually dead. Um, we are, it's not that we sin sometimes, it's that all we do is sin. Everything we do has selfish motives, right? So we are dead, and it doesn't say we are dead and then we chose to become alive. It says, start again in verse 4, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, verse 5, he made us alive. He made us alive. He didn't ask our permission. He didn't say, hey, would you like to, you can come alive if you want to. Like, he made us alive. Like, you hear, I'm sure we've shared this at some point on this podcast, and probably a lot of people have heard this. It's like the difference between, um, um, as an analogy, it's like the the one point of view says that you are you're out at sea and you're drowning, and Jesus throws you know a lifesaver out there, um, and you use your free will to grab it, and then he pulls you in. Right? That's that's not what we're saying. We're saying you're not drowning like you're dead on the bottom of the ocean. And Jesus dives in, comes, gets you, pulls you out, and then brings you back to life. And I like the, um, just in the Bible, think about Lazarus. Lazarus was dead. And when he came back to life was when Jesus was like, Lazarus, Absolutely. come out of there. Yeah. I think that's a really great parallel to yeah. Just like the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Jesus wasn't like, hey, hey, Laz, hey, hey, buddy. You want to come uh, back? Yeah. You can if you want. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and again, Paul didn't get, like, Paul just got hit in the face with a, a laser beam of light on the road yeah. to Damascus. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like, he wasn't, 
at an invitation and somebody asked them to come forward and yeah, like, like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how God works. Like God doesn't need our permission. God doesn't need our, um, we believe we're saved because he gave us, he gave us faith. And, And that faith, as it clearly says in scripture, that faith is a gift. Like that faith is not ours. That was given to us. Like our, our faith was given to us. Um, so now I want to dive into um, Romans chapter 8. Uh, and I, I kind of want to just focus in. We could go through you know, almost the whole chapter. And may, sometime we're just going to do a podcast just on chapter 9. That will be fun. <laughs> um, but Romans chapter 8, verses 29 and 30 is where I'm headed. So, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him, those who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also... This is the order, the complete order of salvation here. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son so that he would be the firstborn among any brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. You know what's missing in there is uh is us. Like <laughs> like he does it all. Like he does it from foreknowledge to glorification, like the whole thing is him. And so this this is one of the verses where I think people don't have an understanding of the foreknowledge um that's that seems to be clearly used here. People you take this and say, Well, God like like Joy was saying, God kind of looks into the future and sees those that are going to choose him, and so then kind of retroactively then predestines them because he knows they're going to make the choice. That's not what it's saying. Um, the foreknowledge here is God knew us, like God intimately knew us before the foundations of the world. Like God knew his people, God knew his children um differently than those that are not his children. And so because of that foreknowledge, because he knew us in that way, he predestined us. And then because he predestined us, then he calls us, which is where what we're talking about, that calling. He calls us as Joyce said, it is a effectual calling. Like he he calls us and we then um in calling us, like he calls us from death to life, right? So that's that effectual calling. Then he, he predestined us, he called us, and those he calls, he also justifies, which is the next part of salvation. Those he justifies, he also glorifies. So he does it all. God does it all. God does the predestining. God does the calling. God does the saving. Um, You also see in... In John 10, you see where he's talking about the good shepherd. Um, the good shepherd knows, you know, his sheep know his voice. Um, also, 1 John four nineteen is a... Uh, where's 1 John at? I know where it's at. Right before 2 John. Ah, thank you. Thank you. You've got 2 Thessalonians 2.13 where it says, Because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification. 
<laughs> Sanctification by the Spirit and Sanctification. That's that's when your face is made more like Jesus. Oh, oh, better mark that time down. Um. Yeah. So first, <laughs> I've been doing so sanctification. Good. Yeah, that's great. First John four nineteen. Um. And this is just this again. Like we could just drop the mic after this verse. Um. So again, what is our debate? Basically, who loved who first? Like, did we choose to love God and the He? Okay. First John four nineteen. We love because He first loved us. I mean, we could have ended the podcast yeah. reading Romans eight twenty eight through thirty two, yeah. and then the, right. you also Done. if if you don't do you do you have more verses that you're going to read? Yeah, but I got to pull them up here. Oh well, I was going to say um, you can look at this. These we're just kind of hitting the high points, right? Okay, so so you can write these down as I read um, Ephesians one three through fourteen. Joy just read Second Thessalonians two thirteen through fourteen. Um, 2 Timothy 1, 9 through 10. You can look at Romans 1, 6, Romans 8, 28, Romans 8, 30, Romans 9, 24, Galatians 1, 15, Ephesians 4, verse 1, Ephesians 4, verse 4, 2 Thessalonians 2, 14, which, which Joy read. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so this is not something that's just kind of, we're not like taking one verse here and just like running with it. Like this is all over the Bible. Like, like you even see like the correlation in the Old Testament. Like God chose Abraham. God chose Moses. God chose like God is the initiator there. Like Moses didn't go, you know, looking for God. God help me, you know, rescue my people. God came to Moses in the burning bush. Yeah, Moses tried to talk him out of it. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Jonah. Jonah was a prophet. <laughs> get all this veggie tales. Get out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's veggie tales. Um so God does it all. Um God is the initiator. Of our salvation. I think that seems to be clear. Um, it is not a man that wills, but a God that shows mercy. That's in Romans 9. Um, God God does it. So what does this, like, what are the, why is this important? What, what would you say, Joy, just kind of like, what's just one reason that, there's a lot of reasons of why this is important, but, but what's one that just comes to your mind? This, the way that God ordained this takes us completely out of the equation to where there's no way that we can get any glory from it that you can be like, hey, I I did that. I did something. And what do we know about God? He's passionate about his own glory. Exactly. I think that that's probably the biggest reason is so if you believe that you initiated your own salvation, right? If you believe that, then the difference between 
a Christian and a non-Christian is that there's something in inherently better or smarter or or something just just better about the Christian. Um, we we reject that. Yeah. We say if you believe this, if you believe that God initiates salvation, then what's the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian? It's it's God. Like it's not us. We're not better. It is the grace of God, as we read in Ephesians, um, Ephesians two. You know, it's all about. That seems to make it clear that it's all about God's glory. It's this way so that God, as Joy says, so that God can get all of the glory. All of the glory for our salvation is God. We get no credit in anything, uh, and we're going to talk more about that. But I mean, that's 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 important. So, how does this, in light of that? In light of believing that, that God initiates that, you know, how does that affect if if someone can't be saved unless God changes their heart first, right? Um, and it's obvious that, you know, you can be in a church service, hear the gospel clearly preached, and not not everyone's heart is changed in that moment. Um, so it's obviously, if God's doing that, um, then what what is the point of evangelism like what's the point of if god's going to do it all what role do we have in it being accomplished i think it just should that was my pen sorry drive us to preach and share because if if all the people that were like called or chosen had a targets on their backs then we would know but we we don't know and God uses his word and his gospel to kind of ignite that. Yeah. That's it. That's that's it is as we, you know, as we kind of started this discussion on like this only happens through the preaching or teaching or sharing of the gospel. Yeah. Like that is how God has, in His goodness and in His sovereignty, that's how, what He has ordained. That's the vehicle that He has ordained of to call His people to change hearts, to open eyes, to um, replace a heart of a stone with a heart of flesh. Like that's how He does it. Yeah. Um, and that right there is why we also reject the. You'll hear a lot of. A lot of people, you'll, you've probably seen it before, you know, people use the the phrase, um, you know, preach the gospel at all times and, you know, use when needed words. or when possible. Use yeah, words use when words. Yeah, yeah. We, we say you can only do it through words. Obviously, we get the heart of that. Uh, you want to live out what you preach, and that, that is important. Um, but, yeah, it is, that's, we are called to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth because God is going to change the hearts of people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation. And that is the church's mission is, and that is again, the vehicle that he's going to do that through is through the church and through the church preaching and teaching the gospel. Uh, And that's the only way he's going to accomplish that. And that's got some ramifications according to your eschatological view or, or your view of the end times um, as well. I'd say we've said the word like, effectual call a lot. I feel like it's 
you've got the, when you preach, that's called like the external call of the gospel, which goes yeah. out to everyone. The g- general calling. Yeah. That's when you, verses that's, um, you'd say like, for God so loved the world, like that's the external call goes out to the world. Effectual call is personal. Yeah. Yup, yup, yup. Um, this also, I think, affects the way um, the churches we go to and the way we preach. Like, this is why this belief that God, God is the initiator and the finisher of our faith and our salvation, um, and that He only does that through the gospel, is why we th- believe it's so important that everything your church do be gospel-centered. Um, so the preaching has, guys, you've got to, like, the church you're in, the preaching has got to be centered around the gospel. If you're confused, if, you, you, if you're if you kind of new um, with us and you hear this word gospel and you're not exactly sure exactly what we're talking about, we did an episode on this. Um, you can go back and, and listen to that where we go through what is the gospel um, exactly. So... But basically, it's you know the message of Jesus and uh, of our sin, our need for a savior, Jesus's death, atoning death on the cross, and Him satisfying God's wrath through His death on the cross, and then His being raised three days later. Um, that that message is what everything should revolve around. That message, um, and so that's it is important that you you be a part of a church that's that's gospel centered. In everything it does, it's it's music, it's preaching, it's small groups, it's um, if your church has small group, everything is gospel centered. The children's ministry, the um, everything. But uh, so we got this, you know, we've we've been posting some stuff about this kind of hints of what we're going to talk about on on social media, and we, and we got a really good question. Um, a listener brought up uh, Philippians two. Verses, verse 12. What are you laughing at? I I was drinking water to prevent that from happening and it caused it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Philippians 2, verse 12 says, So then, my dear friends, just as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence but now even more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So the question that was asked is, like, work out your own salvation. That phrasing there seems to, just on like a a surface level, seems to kind of contradict everything we've been talking about, right? Um, How do you, if God is the one that saves us, how do you work out your own salvation? Um, do you have just off the top of your head, or are you done with your coffin spell? Do you do you have a rebuttal to that? <laughs> no, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Joy's still trying to uh, <coughs> regain his composure. Sorry, it's a uh, it's caused by water, not the coronavirus. Again, yep. he is uh, corona exempt until October. <laughs> That's not the right word. But it's, corona- it's like a superpower. Corona proof. Yeah, he's been licking doorknobs and shaking hands and all kinds of stuff. 
I mean, I guess technically you could still have the virus on you and give it to other people. You just yeah, wouldn't catch it. So you need to stop licking those doorknobs. Just let me have my superpower. <laughs> just let me lick my doorknobs, okay? <laughs> I don't know how right, good they so taste. What was your yeah. Okay. So work out your own salvation. I think that that verse, I think the key to understanding that verse is the very next verse, verse 13. For it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out his good purpose. So we are caught, which is a very good, like, it's something I think that's been difficult for me for years to really grasp. Like, God is sovereign. God does it all. God saves us. God gives us our faith. God does all of that. But we're still, like, called to live in a certain way. We're called to live in a manner worthy of the gospel is what it also says in Philippians. Um, but if God does it, then why are we called to do anything? Because doesn't, you know... And and so yet, like we're called to obedience. Yes, you should put forth effort. You should work. You should work hard at trying to obey the commands of God, at trying to be obedient to God. That should be something that is really important to you. Listen, brothers and sisters, like holiness is very, very important. Striving to live a holy life is very important. Um, You should do that. You should feel that. You should work towards that. But you're working towards that. Even in verse 13, it says, even the desire that you have to work towards that is from God. And you achieving like like levels of that, obviously you're never going to reach perfection or anywhere close to it while on this earth. But you, you're there, there's sins that you can overcome through the power of the Holy Spirit. There are probably like if you've been a Christian for a while, there are things that you struggled with that you probably don't struggle with as much. I mean, you might struggle with, but there are things that you just jumped headfirst into years ago that you don't anymore by the grace of God. And you had you'd work at that. You had to seek accountability. You had to, you know, put things in place to get you, you know, out of that. You know, that and that's good. And you should do that. But that, all of that, God still gets the glory for that. Because God is the one that gave you the strength to do that. And God is the one that gave you the desire to do that. It's all God. There's a, a point in your life where you had no desire to live in a way that would glorify Him. Your desire was only for people to think positive things about you. Which means your desire was only for your own glory. And now your desire is for his glory, is to live right and to be obedient so that people don't think good things about you, they think good things about God. And that is from him. He gets all the glory for that. Again, verse 13, For it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out his good purpose. Anything you'd like to add? No, sounds good. <laughs> He's still trying not to call. <laughs> um, hey, go check out. Um, go check out our sponsors. Go check out Red Letter Clothing, redletterclo.com. Uh, go check out our. Uh, I know I've already mentioned this, but the people that you know you're here are our friends. Um, no big deal. N O B I G D Y L. 
Yep. That's it. Nailed it. No big deal. All lowercase, one word. Go check them out. Um, check out SO, also, friend of the show. Um, Keep sending us questions. Yep. Another friend of the show that we've used music in the past, um, Xander Bain. Go check him out. Uh, and if you were the first to turn your Bible. Really, if you're the first yeah. to send us an email. Yeah. We'll, we'll send you a sticker. We really will send you a sticker. <laughs> That's a tongue. I was going to say so a, I talk too a fast. tongue teaser, tongue twister. I talk too fast sometimes. My... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Nailed uh, it. Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook. Um, if you're watching us, give us some feedback also. Please give us a review. Give us a review on Facebook. Give us a review however you're listening to this. Um, give us a review. That that really helps us out. Um, spread the word. I got some cool things planned. But you got anything else to say? No. I like it all. Well, then we will catch you on the flippity flip. Fashions. With the stress now, we are gonna need some intercession. Feel the pain arise. How could I lie? Night after night by your side, all the while keeping lies down inside. Put my vows to the side. Now your eyes close tight in the night. Valentine's. Just another day, feeling out of place, and I really hate me. When I see your face, then I contemplate. What if I erase me? What if I erase? Better that than facing the truth. Someone better waiting for you. Someone who is faithful to you. Grab me by my face with your wedding band up against my jaw. Said I'm here to stay. That's for every win. That's for every loss. I can never estimate price you paid to forgive my faults. I said, baby girl, you don't have to take this. She said, boy, you gon' have to face it. I wanna hold you close. I'll never let. You go, come let me in your arms. I wanna hold you close. How do people get like me? You ain't never seen a wreck like me. You ain't never owed a debt like me. How you gonna save a wretch like me? I might turn a bottle to a hospital, saw somebody carve a canyon. And their skins are the real candid. Turn red, they might need a bandage. Need a friend, I feel so abandoned. But I know I deserve it. I don't even wanna fight the verdict. I don't need some kind of words. I have heard everyone I know, I know worse. And flying birds really kinda covet. Scared to go, cause I don't know what's next. When I die, will I fly? Will I love it? Will I love it? Will I pay the price for rejecting everything you gave? How much does your grace cost when I face off with my past and I lose the game? Build a sand castle out of fear. And now I pray that you'll send a wave. Will you renovate? Will you terminate? If you're even there, you just probably hate me. Grab me by my hand and I felt the spirit moving my heart Said I'll live again and that all I did is nailed to the cross I could never estimate price you paid to forgive my fault then I said Lord I cannot repay this He said boy you gon' have to face it I wanna hold you close I'll never let you go Come let me in